재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Gumbo has a rich history. You can say that it's America's treasure. But these shrimp won't share any bit of it. Why? Because they're shellfish. It's cooking style. Bad puns and good food is the name of the game here on a Friday morning Get for it? the Wake Up Crew. Get it? Because they're shellfish, selfish, shellfish. Funny. Well, I need to think so. Uh, that was her joke, by the way, not mine. <laughs> that was definitely her joke. If anyone wants to blame anybody, put it on the judge. I will take it. Okay, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Thank you so, very much. So, we are here, of course, we're not allowed knives in the studio, but we are allowed our imagination, and we are talking and thinking about one of the best American foods today, a traditional dish that gets everybody excited, especially when it starts to get a little wet and rainy and chilly. Yeah, sure. It's the perfect uh, dish to eat, especially for a day like this. I mean, because it is... The real deal of soul food. Especially if you cook it here in this city. Because it's soul. <laughs> Anyways, uh, shrimps are ripe. Shrimps are ripe in this season. Yeah, so absolutely. More the reason to go go down to the grocery store and get yourself a bundle of shrimp. Gumbo, as we said before, is uh, has such a rich history. It's often called the greatest contribution of Louisiana kitchens to American cuisine. So this this dish, the shrimp gumbo, actually if you take a look at the origins, it dates way back to the 18th century in Louisiana when the French cooking techniques actually came on board to America and provided the beginning of I don't know if I'm going to say this right, the bouillabaisse. <laughs> bouillabaisse. Bouillabaisse. You ever had a bouillabaisse? Mm-mm. Delicious French fish soup. It's been around for a long time Ooh. and that's where gumbo started. Of course, America made it its own. Uh, it's become something that it's all about the shellfish. Uh, it's about strongly flavored stock. It's got a little bit of meat in there, maybe. It's got a thickener. I, I think they will use a roux mm-hmm. traditionally in, ca- in Cajun cooking. And then the holy trinity of Cajun vegetables. That is celery, bell peppers, and onions. So forget about the carrots. None of none of your French fancy mirepoix here. It's all about the bell peppers. Okay. Well, let's take a look at the at the history and the culture first. Now, gumbo is uh, often set an example of the melting pot nature of Louisiana cooking. So, uh, gumbo kind of represents the 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 combination of three different cultures. You got the European, sure. the Native American, okay. and the West African as yes. well. So that created uh, what we know today as Southern cuisine. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and I think it's a really great example of how this West African food came over to the southern colonies and uh, and took root there, gave birth to really some of the most delicious food and some of the most iconic dishes of the region. Right. So the name gumbo actually derives from a West African word for okra, uh, suggesting that gumbo was actually originally made with okra. Uh, ah, okay, because it's a thickener. Right, commonly used to thicken the texture of gumbo. So, yeah, when you boil it up, it goes all gloopy. So what are the ingredients that go into gumbo? There's so many different types of recipes around the world, in fact, of uh, their versions of gumbo, but it all comes down to the lifestyles that existed from around 200 years back in Louisiana. So, back then, they were rich in, in crops from the fertile land and fishes caught from the bayou and rivers, while shrimp 
crabs and other seafood were hauled from the Gulf of Mexico. So hunters will bring along some uh, some game, adding to the long list of ingredients as well. And then the southern Louisiana families, of course, were large. And there were so many hungry mouths to feed. So gumbo is one of the more perfect foods for feeding large numbers of people. And when served with rice, a little bit of carbs there, mm-hmm. provides a, a hearty and filling meal while using only a small amount of animal protein. Well, that's the thing. It's a, it's a very simple dish to make. It's got all the good ingredients you need. It's got your protein. It's got your veggies. It's got your carbs. It's going to keep you healthy. It's going to fill you up, and it's going to taste delicious. So if you want to make it yourself, we have a recipe. This is going to make a family-sized portion, maybe four to six servings, or if you're eating with a bajaj and I, maybe three to four servings. Woo-hoo! Uh, what you will need is about 450 grams of medium to large shrimp in the shrill, or prawns, prawns as I like to call them. Mm-hmm. You're going to need two teaspoons of chopped fresh thyme, six minced garlic cloves, four tablespoons of olive oil, one and a half cups of onion. You want to dice that up. A cup of red or green bell pepper, also diced. Uh, you want a half a cup of celery, diced again, four tablespoons of all-purpose flour, one tablespoon of tomato paste, one teaspoon of paprika, a quarter teaspoon of cayenne pepper, a cup of fresh or canned tomatoes. To be honest, canned are going to be better this time of year. Uh, you want that diced up, half a cup of chopped scallions to garnish and salt and pepper for taste. All right, so the first thing is first. Now, for you, you like the medium or large. I kind of like the small ones, not the, not the baby ones. Okay. But maybe you could chop them up. So for you... I actually always wanted to know what the difference is between shrimp and prawn. Is it just the size? Uh, yeah, generally for Americans, you th- you think about it as being size and fanciness. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas in the UK, we, we think of shrimp as being tiny. We're talking like the size of your fingernail. Ah. Those are little brown shrimp for yeah, us. Right. And the normal size of things that you get in fried rice, those would be prawns. Okay. So whichever uh, floats your boat, uh, shrimp or prawn, you want to peel and devein them. Uh, I guess, yeah, these types of stuff, if you want to leave the peel in, it doesn't really... It's just a harder process to eat. Well, take also, a long you want to you want to make some stock out of it. You want to make the broth with the shells. Well, okay, so reserve the shrimp shells for the broth uh, if you like. Season the shrimp with salt and pepper, maybe a little bit of thyme, and uh, a half teaspoon of garlic. So cover that and refrigerate it. Make the shrimp broth around uh, four cups of that. Then you want to make the gumbo base. Absolutely. Okay. So you're going to need olive oil in uh, in a big, heavy soup pot. Uh, heat it up to medium high. Add the onion, the bell pepper, and your celery, your holy trinity. Cook briskly. Stir it. You want it lightly browned. Do not burn it. Sprinkle in the flour to thicken. Stir to combine. Continue that cooking and stirring until it's, it's well browned, but again, not burned. Then add in the tomato paste, the paprika, the cayenne pepper, the remaining garlic. Cook for a minute. Then add in the diced tomato and cook for about two minutes. Then you want to season with salt and pepper, stir in the shrimp broth, reduce to a medium heat. Uh, you want to make sure you scrape the bottom of that pan. Yeah. Because it can get a little bit sticky. Make sure nothing burns at the bottom. Simmer for about 25 minutes. It'll thicken up and uh, then you can shove those shrimp in. Yes. I guess you don't want to overcook these shrimp. Uh, that's why we put it in the very last minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shrimp the- take no time at all. But you want those shells in there because uh, you want that full uh-huh. flavor. Uh, we should say how to make a, a good shell stock. Have you ever made a, a prawn stock before? I've seen it uh, being done with TV shows. Okay. Uh, but I've never done it myself. All right, there's a couple of different ways to do it. The way we do it in our house is mm-hmm. we take these raw prawn shells and the heads as well. So yes. pretty much everything. Make right. sure they're washed. Make sure they're clean. What you're going to do is get yourself a pan. You're going to fry off 
the shells. Mm-hmm. So just for a bit, you want to get a little bit of color on them. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to add in cold water. Uh, we add in some parsley. So not just the leaves, but the stems as well. The whole? Yeah, so the whole the whole bunch, but you don't need too much. You can add in some garlic, some onion, some other vegetables if you want, but you want to keep it fairly simple. You're then going to bring that up to the boil. Uh, you're then going to reduce that to a simmer once it gets to the boil. Leave it for about 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, scoop out the shells and anything else, any other veggies in there. Strain it. Oh, it's really important. Okay. And then you can cool it. You can freeze it. So we freeze it into little ice cubes sometimes mm-hmm. or little bags, and then you've got your shrimp stock ready for whenever you need it that's perfect and you can use it for anything uh you know it doesn't have to be for gumbo shrimp oh of course it can be it can be even when you're even when you're making uh something that doesn't contain shrimp but you want a bit of that deep flavor in there Mm -hmm. uh it's very useful now it should be said once you've finished once everything is cooked and you're serving the gumbo make sure you put the scallions on top you want to sprinkle them over get a little bit of crunch get a little bit of color get a little bit of that uh that uh sharp bite of the onion Okay. And as we mentioned before, rice is traditional. Yes. Cornbread is also traditional if you can make it. Um, I don't have a recipe for that, unfortunately. Uh-huh. That's a little bit beyond me so far. For the rice, uh, what I do, have you ever made a chicken rice, a Hainanese chicken rice right. at home? What you do is you boil the chicken and with the uh, stock uh, remainder from the chicken, yeah. you use that to boil the rice well, or you cook could, the rice you in. could do the same with the shrimp stock exactly. if you've got some left over right so you fry the chicken fry the uh, uh, rice a little bit as well sometimes uh, a little sesame oil doesn't really hurt too much either and then you cook it with the shrimp stock it adds a little bit more flavor oh absolutely and I think you know if you want to get a little more Korean mm-hmm. if you want to stick some rice cakes in there <laughs> you know you know what I mean a dakbokki Gumbo shrimp? I'm, I'm sensing this could taste really good. <laughs> Even a little bit of gochujang or a little okay. bit of gochujang yeah. would actually bring out the flavors. Because I don't know about you, when I first tasted gochujang, that's uh-huh. a red pepper paste in a stew, I thought there was tomatoes in there. Okay. Because it had that uh, rich capsicum flavor. But it's quite sweet at the same time. Exactly. So I think that could be an interesting enhancement to your gumbo. No, it won't be original. It won't be authentic. But I think it will be delicious. Make your own twist and uh, little swing to it. Absolutely. So that is our recommendation for your Friday uh, breakfast, lunch or dinner. Make yourself a little bit of shrimp gumbo and enjoy the uh, the chilly, wet weather. Perfect. All right. It's the end of part three in the end of cooking style. Fancy a song? Sure thing. How about who is fancy? Boys like you. Why? Thank you very much. I'm in the deep end. Cannonball drum. Thinking of your love and my heart beats like a drum. Not feeling guilty. Cause the water's just right. Oh, it might be wrong, might be the time of your life 